Welcome to Realities. We are back again, me and G. Hey. And we have some special guests to talk to today. So we are talking to my sister, Sheeta. Hey. And our good friend, Vivian. Hey. Although we call, you might hear us keep saying Muffy, so (laughs) that's what I call Exactly. (laughs) So we are going to talk about all things mommy, just being mommies, mommyhood, however you want to word it. Um, Both Sheeta and Vivian are new mommies. Of course, Sheeta is times two at this point, but um, both are fairly (laughs) new mommies. Um, Both girls are four weeks for jelly bean and not even what three weeks for yeah next week next week should be four four weeks oh man so so far what what's it been like with newborn like how y'all handling it i hear jelly over there i know (laughs) kirkin Uh, you want me to start, Sheeta, or you want to, okay. Go ahead, you can. I will say that it's, it's a, it's a very new experience for me. Um, it's very different than any book could have prepared me for. Um, this is definitely something I would say is an experience that you can only experience to know what it is to be a mom, because I know every baby is different. Every mom is different. Every household is different. Um, so with me, I'm a full-time single mom, so it is a little more stressful than it probably would be with someone that, you know, has a companion or someone that has some type of help. I do a lot of everything on my own. Um, so it's, it, it makes the experience a little more stressful, you know, I mean, but I don't know because people who have people, it can be just as stressful, but I just know that this for me has been, it, it's a beautiful experience, but it has been a learning one. Um, it can be overwhelming, but um, I would say that it's still something new to deal with learning your child every day and just learning how you really are taking care of another human being, like in regards to their health, their mental, their social, you know, everything you're building for them. So I would say it's very different than I'm used to. Of course, all my time is occupied now by my daughter. So um, I don't get much time for me anymore, you know. Um, so I would just say it's just an ex- it's just a learning experience, definitely. Okay. And Sheeta, yours is a little different. I mean, you have a newborn, but you also have a whole 10-year-old. <laughs> so... <laughs> How is it, yeah. what is it like, you know, with that, with, you know, you have your 10-year-old, but you also down started all over. So how is it, what is it like now? I'm sure it's different than what it was 10 years ago. <laughs> um, exactly. Very different. Um, For one, like you said, because I now have a girl, so it's completely different in a sense. Um, I have to be more sensitive to her and her needs versus a boy. Um, like Vivian said, it's very challenging whether you have someone to help you or not. I have my mom, well, our mom, but um, Rhonda's done raising her kids. So, you know, I get maybe a 30 minute help at the most. And then she's like, here, take your baby. <laughs> but um, like Vivian also said, you don't have time for yourself anymore. I've barely been eating since I've had her. I have not had dinner three nights um, in a row because I'm too tired or I'm falling asleep trying to get her to sleep. Uh, It's very challenging during the day with my 10-year-old son because, you know, we have the online schooling. So I'm sitting there rocking her or feeding her while I'm reading math problems to him and helping him out. So it's very frustrating. Um, It's challenging. Sometimes it could be overwhelming. I found myself going in the bathroom since I've had her, taking a 15 minute, 20 minute break to myself, sometimes even crying. Um, Just because it's, it's, it's all new to me again. Uh, I thought I was done raising a baby. I was 
almost at raising a, a teenager or a preteen and I'm starting completely over. So I'm like, what did I do? Right. <laughs> I don't know why I got mm-hmm. myself into this, but uh, <laughs> she's a blessing. Um, she's here now, so can't take it back. And I don't think I would. Yeah. I would say also just to add in, I mean, my, mine is, is one, but I mean, people try to do the months. I don't even know what month she in. She might be 17 months, 18. I don't know. She acts like she's five. So I don't know. (laughs) She's one. And I can say the difference with her and, and Kenzie, it's a four year, five, four years. How old are they? Five years, whatever. Four or five year difference between them two. And it's a difference. And I have both girls, but what I did with one, I can't do with this one. It's totally, totally different. Mackenzie, I didn't breastfeed her as long as I did with Morgan. Morgan was was okay. It was me that wasn't okay. Um, but with Mackenzie, it just it just wasn't happening. Um, and then like you said, just the the even, you know, both of you all are, as you said you're you're both single mothers in a sense so with me i'm not but and this is no shade at the guys so do not come for me (laughs) not come for me but it's no shade and i mean i think any any married woman would agree to a certain extent that it's not it's it's almost like you're you're doing a lot of it by yourself which you are because the the man the husband isn't he can't breastfeed the kid. I mean, with girls, it's so, so different. Like they're so scared to change them. Even down to Mackenzie is, is six and Daryl barely wants to even give her a bath. Like he's like, she could jump in the shower. I splash her with the, you know, water, (laughs) but she on her own. Like I'm not washing certain areas. So it's almost like as a mom, it's, it's, yeah, it's all it's all on the mom. So, you know, being a mom, as I and I always say, I'm like, it's rewarding. It's the best thing ever. It is a different love, a different type of love. Mm-hmm. But it's stressful as hell. Like I'd be ready to just take myself and just sit on the top of the damn house and just sit there. <laughs> I'm serious. Right. It is, I mean, y'all have newborns, so y'all are in the, a different phase, as my mom would say. You know, you have phases as parents. She always say that you got phases as parents, and you guys yeah. are at that beginning stage. And you know, Gina right. now with the girls are what at our mid at the second stage, two out of how oh, many yeah. stages it is. Yeah, I don't know. They they grown. No telling what they are, but you know, like I said, it's it's a job, and so people take it. Guys, I'll say, and and other women I say that don't have kids they take that for granted they don't understand it until they become a parent and it's like it's it's, you love them to death you would kiss them and kiss them and kiss them but then at the same time you want to just put them to the side like dog (laughs) sit down because you're about to make me lose my mind right (laughs) yes indeed um so for for Sheeta why do you think like why did you wait like you say, well, I mean, you answered the question, I guess, in a sense, but why'd you wait 10 years? Like, do you, if you had to do it again, would you have waited 10 years? Would you have made? Um, honestly, I I thought I was done. I didn't want any more kids unless I got married, but um, God had other plans for me. <laughs> um, I came off my birth control to give my body a break from the... Um, birth control because I was once on the IUD for five to six years and um, then I was on a depot and I got three shots um, and my period stopped and I didn't like that. I'm used to having a normal regular period so I came off the depot also and before you know it I got pregnant a year later after coming off of the depot. Um, like I said, I, I didn't want any more, but she's here now and I wouldn't change it. Um, honestly, if I did want more, no, I would not have waited 10 years. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I always said that I wanted, well, first of all, I wanted two boys, which clearly <laughs> didn't have. 
<laughs> and I wanted and you always to be the opposite of what you asked for. Right. And I wanted, I also wanted them to be like two years apart so that like in my mind, it was, you know, want to go to high school, but the other one would be like right behind them and right. kind of like teach them the ropes and introduce them right. to who, nah, none of that happened. So <laughs> I wanted right. it, but it just, it world it god said no we're gonna uh let you wait these five years and start back over <laughs> yeah i did something as a child that i'm regretting at this point but so let's get into you know i guess the the um what do they call it the cliff notes version of your birth story like what what was that like i know i can go on for days to talk oh. about my my poor life as you know carrying a both girls and then um I think for both of them actually I went past my due date definitely with Mackenzie I felt like I was pregnant for a whole year it was almost <laughs> 11 it was almost 11 months to, yeah I went 42 weeks with Mackenzie I ain't even gonna call a doctor oh, out like that but <laughs> man I'm gonna add them on my I'm gonna add them on my my Instagram though I'm like yeah I'll listen to that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, but he did allow me to go, and, and it was more of like hey well you're you know you're young and um we don't want to induce you we like for your first child for you to just do it naturally you say you wanted to do it naturally and I'm like yeah but I lied um <laughs> I'm like please Jesus just induce me now um right. and long story short with mine which she and Gina knows my story but with the first one, with Kenzie, um, I I went in labor with her, and it was snowing. I was giving I was giving birth to Kenzie. Yes. Storm. I should have named in her Storm. <laughs> right in a blizzard, which is what happens to me in my life quite often. I'm always having storms and blizzards and and hurricanes and stuff. Um, but with her, yeah, and I, I push for eternity. They used everything until they threatened to give me a C-section. And never forget, she was like, you better push. <laughs> Bitch, they about to cut you open. <laughs> yes. I, I was silent the whole time. <laughs> but when they said C-section, I said, girl, you better push. <laughs> but it was different with Morgan because they induced me. And Daryl was there and Ronique was there. And it wasn't storming or anything that day. But Ronnie kept telling Daryl how to read the monitor. Oh, she about to have a contraction there. I'm like, Bitch, you don't shut up. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> and it, it hurts. And I never forget, I got an epidural. I never forget. I got the epidural at like one something. I did not push with her until nine something. The epidural wore off. They forgot to change the medicine. And I'm trying to tell them like, my epidural not working. I'm pressing this little button. It's not working. And the same right. doctor, well, the same practice, but the doctor came in and he like, oh, well, they 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 should have gave you a diff, you know, a new one. Like you don't have any more medicine in there. I'm like, huh? Well, it's too late. It's time for you to push. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going yeah. to die. That's all I kept thinking about was, oh my god, I'm about to be a statistic. Yeah. I'm about to die giving birth. And I, and he was amazing though. The doctor was amazing. I mean, he has seen every Cooper. Alive, so he, he is all amazing, though. Yes, and I pushed for I pushed three times, and that was it. And he laid her on me, and he walked out. I was like, "Hello, thank you, sir. Just gonna leave me in <laughs> this damn baby on my chest. Get her off of me. Give her to her father. I'm done." Because that pregnancy was a lot. It was, you know, you couldn't sleep. My hip kept going to sleep. Then I would rotate. Then I couldn't breathe. That's probably why I'm fat now, thanks to her. But. <laughs> But, but she did. Yeah. I know you. Well, let, well, let's go to Vivian. Vivian, what was your story? What's your birth story with Jelly? Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I could go on forever and ever, but in in the short of it, um, I had originally went to Howard University emergency room like on Sunday, and they sent me home. But I was having contractions, um, and I went home. I want to say it was. Tuesday, by the time, Tuesday morning, like 7.45, my water had broke. But I didn't want to go back to Howard. Even though most of my care was at Howard for her, I decided to go to GW. Um, so I went to GW. My water had broke or whatever. They gave me that COVID-19 test. 
to test and make sure I was negative. So I had to take that. My sister had to take one too. So we were negative. After that test came back, they actually went ahead and put us in the labor and delivery room and they um, had began to give me Pitocin and I ended up having like a really bad contraction and I was like, okay, because I was going to try to go further with the centimeters. I was like, okay, this ain't going to work. Like after I had a really bad contraction, they came and checked me. They was like, oh, so you're three centimeters. I'm like, that's what three centimeters feels like? Oh, no. Let me get <laughs> I was like, let me go ahead and get that epidural. I was going to try to tough it out, but that ain't going to work. So they went ahead and gave me the epidural. Um, and it, of course, made everything feel so much better. So I want to say, like, um, they gave me, they were giving me Pitocin. So they had kicked my Pitocin up. I was already seven centimeters by, like, 1130. They kicked my Pitocin up to, like, six. And I was a full 10 centimeters dilated within like about 30, 45 minutes. Like it happened so fast. Um, And I had to tell them, like, I feel her head. It feels like it's right there. Cause even with an epidural, it's like, it takes out most Mm -hmm. of the pain, but you still be having that pressure pain. And it was like, I just feel like her head is right there. So they finally Mm -hmm. had came in the room because her heartbeat was going like up and down, left and right, just going crazy. And they was like, okay, so you're going to have to push. So, I was like, okay, I went ahead and started pushing. Mind you, by like the second push, they were like, okay, because your baby's cord is wrapped around her neck, if you don't push on this last push, we're going to have to use forceps. And like my legs are in the air and the doctor's telling me like, yeah, it may scar her jaws. It may scar her forehead. And she's telling me like this whole procedure of what forceps can do. And I'm like in the midst of trying to push and I'm half delirious. I'm tired. So my sister was like, no. We don't want forceps. We don't want shoulder distortion. She doesn't need that. Like, no, she could die, you know? And it's like, she's my sister's over there arguing with the doctors. And mind you, my legs are in the damn air. I'm like, I just want to push the damn baby out of me. And, <laughs> and I finally was there. My sister was like, bitch, you better push. Oh, excuse my language. I'm sorry. She was like, no, you better push. She was like, they're going to try to use the forceps. And I don't want her to have shoulder distortion. So... I pushed really hard on the last one. She came out. They had to unwrap the cord from her neck. They just put her right on me, like, just slap right on me. She was actually, like, blue. She was, like, a bluish gray color because the cord was around her neck for so long through the contractions. So they had to resuscitate her on my chest because she wasn't crying. Girl, it was just a lot. Um, But we finally got the baby to cry in, and then, you know, they weighed her, and then I went to postpartum. It was horrible in postpartum. They... Just as soon as I got in the room, they were like, so are you trying to go home the next day? Or like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? Like, I just pushed the baby out, like, literally probably about two hours before that, before they transferred me. Mind you, my legs still feel like jello. So I can't walk. I'm like, no. And the lady was like, okay, cool, whatever. Just walked out. So I was like, they didn't tell me, like, how to, what, what I needed to use, what pads I needed to use. They didn't tell me how to cleanse my wound. They oh didn't my. ask me what I in pain. They didn't like nothing. Like it was horrible. So my sister was actually able, long story short, to get me all the prescriptions I needed because they were going to just send me out of there. Like, okay, see you later. Thanks for having your baby here. Like we got your 50000 you know? And it's like, it was up to her to actually have to ask the nurses, like, what about her cyst bath? What about her, you know, the anti-itch spray? What about this? What about that? Like stuff I didn't know. And, you know, it's just like stuff that probably a lot of other young moms or new moms don't even have to be young because I'm 30. But stuff a lot of new moms probably wouldn't know, you know, so it made it like just the experience just a little more traumatizing. I couldn't breastfeed my daughter. She was not latching. I mean, it, it was just a lot. You know, it was a lot. Um, but, you know, the blessed thing about it was we made it out healthy, you know, and safe. But mm-hmm. just dealing with that experience, it was just kind of treacherous. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, it makes it like a scary event because what if you're there with people who don't know, you know, dealing with this COVID, you can only have one person in the room. What if that one person is your child's father or, or what if that's your sister who may not have been through this experience? You would not know different medications to ask for. You wouldn't know what cleansing tools to use or just different things like that. You think about to say, you know, is it because it's, is it because it's me or what is it? You know what I'm saying? Is this how they treat everybody? So I would not say that my experience having her was memorable. Like, it's memorable in a treacherous way. It's not memorable in a way of, like, you know, 
uh, fairy tales and birds and Snow White and you know it is exactly that, nothing like that. Yeah. Snow White. And that I mean, and I, like of course, as time goes on, you start to forget different different things. And I forgot that that the whole court thing. I had the same thing with Morgan, where they were like, "Oh my goodness, like something's going on." You know, a court mm -hmm. is wrapped around something. They couldn't tell with the court where the court was wrapped. And they had me right. on like these um balls that look like they're in the shape of like a peanut. And they yeah, had me like yeah. doing all kind of bends and turns and lay on this side, lay on that side. Like I went through that whole yeah. little thing from for eight hours. And yeah. come to find out, which is why she probably like she is today, my little child was just holding on to the court. <laughs> right. She was squeezing the cord. Is the problem? As soon as she came out, I'm like, "Hold on." So is the cord like, "What's up with the cord?" Da, da, da. They was like, "Um, it was in her hand." What y'all mean the cord in her hand? She was holding on to it. I'm like, "What the? Oh. What did I get birth to?" <laughs> she was like, "Put me back." So, so Sheeta, I, I mean, I know your story. I know you know prior to my Ray Bay coming out. She was giving you hell in the room. She giving you hell out the room. <laughs> yes. Tell us, tell us about your birth story. Um, well, like you said, when she was in the room, she was causing havoc. Uh, she, she caused me to have vertigo. Um, a lot of people don't know, but vertigo is a type of dizziness. Um, uh, it's not really a, a cure for it. They may give you some um, pills to help slow it down, but it's nothing to actually make it go away. So I dealt with that um, about my fourth or my fifth month of my pregnancy, all the way up until now. I still have dizziness spells here and there, but um, mm -hmm. it's better than what it was. Um, also, I had to go see a specialist because they thought there was a amgenotic um band on my uh placenta and um it causes birth defects um she could have came out with one of her limbs missing or shortened mm -hmm. or even a cleft lip or a cleft nose uh, so i had to go see mm -hmm. a specialist starting in december all the way up until my very last week of my pregnancy um coming to find out uh, it was no birth defect but they wanted to continue on seeing me and monitoring her her weight because she was gaining weight very slowly. Um, mm -hmm. Towards the end of the pregnancy, she picked up weight real fast. So uh, besides mm -hmm. that, um, I uh, the, the night before I went into labor, you all was over here and we were playing Super Mario. And remember, I was in pain the entire day from 10 a.m. until... Mm -hmm. 10 to 11 o'clock at night I said you know what I don't think this is just no gas I need to start monitoring the um the pain see how long it, it is before the right. next pain comes so I started to monitor that and the pain was coming every six to ten minutes so I called my doctor and they told me to go into the hospital I had her at Holy Cross so by the time oh, I got to the Holy hospital Cross. Yeah, they were awesome. Um, by the time I got to the hospital and they got me into uh, the room where they monitor me, I was three centimeters. Um, they kept me on the monitor for about an hour or so, and they came back and they checked me again. They told me I was four centimeters. And um, they decided to take me on to labor and delivery room where I got my epidural. And I say that was about 4.35 a.m., by 8.30 a.m., she was coming. She Well, she was here, actually, at 8.30 a.m. Um, mm -hmm. Like Vivian said, it was a lot of more pressure, pain. Um, even though you was on the epidural, I could still feel the pain. Because mm -hmm. with my son, with Tay-Tay, I was in labor with him for about 17 hours. Um, mm -hmm. Seven hours with Rhea. But with Tay-Tay, I had no pain until the very last hour, um, mm -hmm. I think. Maybe I got my epidural right on time, I'm going to say, because <laughs> for the 15, 16 hours I was in, in labor, I didn't feel anything. But with Rhea, they, I actually felt the pain for the first time. I'm like, okay, when are y'all going to hurry up, switch me to labor and delivery and yes. give me the epidural? 
by 5 a.m., I was getting the epidural, and they they gave me that um, ball you all was talking about that's shaped like the peanut. They put that in between my legs. My hips were going to sleep. They were already numb. I felt weird. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this, am I about to be, you know, handicapped? Am I about to be paralyzed? Right. <laughs> because I couldn't feel my hips. And I'm like, this is not right. This is not right. And so, um, like I said, by 8.30 a.m., a.m. she was coming um they told me they wanted to see me push and if they could see her head they were just going to call the doctor i pushed the nurse was like okay well we see her head so let's call the doctor they called her in and i pushed three times and she was here yeah just like her brother <laughs> amazing now g's story is a little different Cause you didn't do natural with both of them. You didn't, you no. didn't do all of that. And then Gina has also a boy and was well, like Rashida. She has a boy and a girl, but, and then Gina messed up Super Bowl for her husband. So. <laughs> <laughs> my, my story. Yes. is a little different. My, um, both of my kids were C-section and um, my daughter was C-section only because my son was C-section. Um, I was in, I was having contractions with both of my kids. Uh, well, actually, with my son, we were out. We were actually out hunt, house hunting, and about three o'clock in the afternoon, I had my first contraction. I was like, mm, okay. Went home, took a nap, woke up because at that time we were living with my in-laws. Went home, took a nap, woke up, and I was like, oh, sh- babe, I peed on myself. I think I peed on myself. But actually, my mother-in-law was like, I, my water broke, so I needed to get to the hospital. Um, and of course they always tell you don't eat anything before you get to the hospital. I said the hell with that. Babe, stop over here at this McDonald's. Give me <laughs> Cause I ain't gonna be able to eat no time soon. When I, by the time I got to the hospital, they actually had to give me Pitocin because they had to break my water because it had not broken fully. So they gave me Pitocin. I was in labor from I got there about eight o'clock. I was in labor from eight o'clock PM all the way up until eleven thirty AM. Um, they actually had to use a vacuum to get my son out because he was so far up and they still couldn't, he, he was like, nah, the hell with this. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm good. So they, um, my mother's in the hospital crying. I'm like, what the hell are you crying for? I'm the one going through it. I don't want you to go through have a C-section. I was like, dog, chill out. <laughs> so they went, they took him out. Um, of course, I had gone through the whole process. I had Pitocin. I had uh, the Epidural. I had everything. My legs was heavy as hell. And if y'all know me, y'all know my legs are not small. So they was heavy as <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, open things up. So um, I actually went in and had a C-section. They pulled them out. I don't remember anything. All I know is they told me it was my kid, and the only thing I could do was believe them because I was in Virginia with a lot of Caucasian people. I was the only <laughs> black, black person, so he had to be mine. Um, so, but you know that that's his story. And then with my daughter, we I had gotten up. Um, went to church. I'm in church having conversations with people. I'm giving them the finger like, hold up, wait a minute. I got to breathe. I'm having contractions. And um, I had actually gone to the hospital to fill out my paperwork that that day because she was, both of my kids were born on the day they were supposed to be born on. Um, But Gabrielle was actually supposed to not come until that Monday. They were, they were, if she had not come on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, by the way. I missed the whole damn Super Bowl. Um, if she had not come on um, on that Sunday, they would have gone to get her on that Monday. So her actual due date was that that Sunday. Um, they, I had had contractions all day, went to the hospital, filled out my paperwork, um, went home, tried to watch the Super Bowl. I watched it in the bed, and I was like, at some point in time, um, my mother-in-law had came over to watch my son. Hey, I... Um, I had gone to, uh, after going, at some point in time, I was like, we got to go. I I can't take it. So about 1130 at night, I gone to that hospital and they, they offered me, it was like, you can have a C-section or you can try and push. But the option of you pushing is you have a 1% chance of dying, even though the ER is right next door. And I was like, yeah, um, y'all just go on and get her. And they went out (laughs) because <laughs> I wasn't taking a chance. I'm trying to be here. Plus, I was at Southern Maryland, and the odds of people making it out of Southern Maryland ain't too good. Oh. So 
I was going just go ahead and take her out. So, so <laughs> who was good that? Let's um, um, but yeah, that's talk about you know <laughs> they, our fears and stuff like that. I mean, there's no book that's written okay, on so, how to be a mom. You know, we're just, in my opinion, we're just built to be a mom. I mean, some of us, you know, not us on this line, but some women, you know, not every woman is 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 built to be a mom for whatever reason. But um, for the most part. I, in my opinion, a woman is made to be able to be at some point a mom. And that's from both physical, mental, emotional. I mean, like they say, for tough, I think we're for tough. A man couldn't deal with none of the stuff that we went through as we just, you know, as, as everybody just shared their birth stories. If we were men, I think they wouldn't live. <laughs> to be honest with you, right. as a man, a man wouldn't be able to sustain that much pain. So um, kudos to us for being able to do so. I mean, we go through a lot. We go through the whole cramping stages with menstruals and all that stuff just to prepare us, in my opinion, like I'm saying, in my opinion, to prepare us for that pain that we're going to experience. And not, you know, everyone makes it through but you know, for those that do, you know, it it's a whole new world after that. It's like as soon as that baby come out, you better be ready because <laughs> it's nothing written. It's no book. They could write as many books as they want, but everybody's story is different. So you can write a book and tell me how to raise my girls, but how Rashida chooses to raise her kids, how Gina chooses to raise her kids, how Vivian chooses to raise hers, it's gonna all be totally different. So mm-hmm. right. What um, like what type of fears do you guys have as parents? And I, I always start so that you know we know where we're going with these questions. But like as a parent in this day and age, I mean, when we were growing, well, when I was growing up, all of us are in, well, y'all two are in the same age bracket, and Gina's in her own age bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for y'all. But but growing up, I mean, I'm sure our parents had worries, but they didn't worry too much about somebody kidnapping us or, you know, all this crazy stuff that happens. And, and raising girls, I can say like that's a fear that I have. It's like, you know, I'm very, very cautious about where they go, who they go with. Um, and there's no shade or anything towards anybody. It's just, hey, that's just me being a protective mom. And I have that right. Um, but then it's just a lot of just like, and I hate to say it, like pervs and stuff, and it could be your own family members. I mean, we don't yeah. have in our family that I'm aware of, um, but I don't put anything past anyone. And that's just the way that, and I'm sorry, Rhonda raised us. Rhonda did not allow us as girls, and I say me and Sheeta, Rhonda didn't allow us to sit on nobody lap, like not even our father. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't sure. to say that they were going to harm us or do anything, but it still was like, Nah, just in case I don't really know you like that, bro. I just want to make sure. But as a parent, you know, having that fear of just failure and not being able to raise them the way that they should be raised with not having that manual to say you're doing it right, you know? And then, right. you know, is, is what, and what I'm doing, is what I'm doing correct versus is what their dad's saying correct? Like, which way is the right way? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like those are some of the fears that I have amongst a zillion others like you know Lord knows I don't want Mackenzie Mackenzie doesn't look across the street so I'm like Jesus I'm gonna get hit by a car I can't do it <laughs> right you don't listen and I'm like oh my goodness I told you go this way you go that way somebody gonna snatch you like I, I always think right. of the worst shit <laughs> I ain't gonna lie no, that's true though it also makes you, and I'm pretty sure y'all can all relate to this, it also makes you sleep different. Like, as yeah. soon as you had that baby, Vivian, I'm pretty sure for you, because it's your first, you probably was Hell sleeping yeah. like a baby. Now you probably don't sleep at all. Girl, I don't sleep at What's sleep? I sleep none. And that's I get no sleep. And it's going to be like that, even, and I say for Rashida, because Tay, Tay is 10, he's He's the oldest, and well, no, they're not. No, is the oldest, right? Yeah, so he's the oldest child within this, you know, our group of conversation. 
But I'm pretty sure she don't even sleep that hard because mm-hmm. that motherly instinct that soon sure as you don't that wrong cry or that wrong and, and people don't understand it. Definitely dads. Like girl don't understand when I'm like, oh she's okay. He's like, but she's crying. That's not that cry. What you talking about? Like, right, right. different cries. That's, right. That's a cry because she want a damn snack. That's not a right. cry because she right. sobbing. She good. She right. She ships, but she'll be <laughs> So, what are some fears, if any, that you guys have with just parenting overall? Um, just to piggyback off of what you said, for me, uh, just failure um, is the number one fear for me for both of my kids. Mainly uh, for Tay because he's, you know, he's a boy. My fear of um, him running into later on in life, um, getting into it with the law or police. Even though he's light bright, he's still a black boy. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one fear for him. Also uh, fearful of him not um, being prepared later on in life um, because I have a hard head little boy who's not into school so I'm fearful that he would not be prepared for life later on um, because he's not interested in learning whatsoever but um, as a mom you don't want to give up on your child I, even though it's so stressful for me I had my moments when I was like look I'm done I don't care you don't get it but I'm just saying that out of you know anger at the moment but I don't want my child to fail at all at anything in life um my failure I mean my fear for Rhea I would just have to say I just hope that later on in life she doesn't end up or um interact with guys I have um that's my main fear for her I don't want her to end up with the wrong guy or pregnant by the wrong guy or anything like that so for me that's that's just my fears i know girl i hope they my girls ain't like that it's like i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking girl don't kill me don't kill me i'm joking <laughs> murder me lord what about um, i would say um just to speak on what both of y'all had spoke about my my biggest fear as a mother, of course, is failure like everyone else's mother. Um, you always, because we're learning so many new things about our children and it's like what may have been okay yesterday isn't okay today. So, you know, you want to tell yourself, you know, I mean, all the time we want to tell ourselves we're good mothers, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you need that encouragement. Sometimes I don't all the time feel like a good mother, you know what I'm saying? Because it may be something different, especially when dealing with an infant where you're like, okay, let me just, you know, after I change you, after I love you, after I feed you, I clothe you, I, I do everything I need for you, I'm just, sometimes I just got to let you sit there and cry. And sometimes that may pull at your, your, your heartstrings, but it's like, I can't carry you around all day. Mommy got yes, to eat Mommy got to take a shower. You know what I'm saying? Like, mommy got to, I got to do what the hell I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have nobody here where I could just, you know what I'm saying, pass her off to. Like, sometimes I'll have my sisters, they'll come over. And, you know, it let me be like, okay, let me go take a shower or, you know, let me, let me cook something. Let me get something to eat. Matter of fact, if you watch her, I can go get us both something to eat. Let me just get a break <laughs> for a second. You know what I'm saying? Because I just need a break. You know, like, let me step outside and smoke a jack. Like, let me just get a break. You know what I'm saying? But, um, it's, you know, I would say like the other greatest fear is like her growing up without a dad. You know what I'm saying? Like every child deserves a father. You know, regardless of the relationship between the mother and the father, it's like every child deserves the dad in their life, you know, because there are going to come times where, you know, you want the father to be able to be, and especially with the girls, because they love their fathers, you know what I'm saying? It's like you want for her to have that even that even lifestyle of at least saying she has a perspective from both sides and not just my side, but it mm-hmm. leads you to be like, by being the protective mothers we are, it's like, well, how am I ever going to trust another man, you know, right. even to be in her life as a dad? You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many sickos out here these days where you'd be like, I know it's tiring. I know it's a lot. But unless I'm with her, dad, you know what I'm saying? I don't really trust nobody around her. I mean, just because we have little girls, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's the yeah. same for boys, but it really matters a lot with little girls where you like, you have to really, really screen these men that you are around because you're like, how can I trust 
another man being around you, I got to make sure I trust him fully before I put him around my daughter. And then especially just leaving her around him. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of leaves me in the position or in the predicament to say, well, yeah, I may be making it harder on myself, but I'm making it safer for her because I know I'm not going to hurt her. I know I'm not going to put her in harm's way, you know, and if I got to pack her up and take her everywhere I go, just make sure we straight, then that's what I'm going to do as a mother, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's like some of my greatest fears, you know, of course. And then on top of that, you know, my baby has a, 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 a birth deformity right now. So we're trying to correct that. You feel me? So it takes a lot for you to say, okay, do I trust somebody else watching her? Do they know how to change her? Do they know how to, you know, make sure this is okay? Do they know how to carry her? Do they, you know, it's just a lot until we can get through this phase, you know? So I will say I kind of make it a little harder on myself because I only trust myself when it comes to her and she's so young. But I would rather that than for me to be worried about who did something to my child, you know? So. Um, that's kind of where my fear lies in right there is the whole, am I being too overprotective? Is there ever going to be another man I trust? You know, who can I trust other than myself? You know, like that's, those are my fears. Mm-hmm. What about you, G? Um, my, my fear actually goes along with Rashida's, um, cause I'm a perfect mother, just so y'all know, I'm like mm-hmm. the most American, most amazing mother ever. Um, <laughs> but I, and, and she just blamed her 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 child for not for her not knowing a word that he knew do is just <laughs> know the word and she didn't know him. Anyway, <laughs> so um, for my son is basically just growing up in today's society, looking at him, making sure that he's safe and, and always you know, watching over his shoulder, making sure these police and whoever else ain't ain't coming after him. He's a black kid, right. black boy. First up, first and foremost, and that scares me when he gets in the car and knowing that, you know, making sure he knows this is what I'm supposed to do. Put your hands on the top of the steering wheel. Make sure everything you have is supposed is already out. So when they get to the car, they have no reason to do anything other than, you know, write you a citation or whatever the hell they're going to do. Um, he's a different kind of child I love her dearly and in all honesty at this point I just my my goal is to make because she likes to watch them TikTok videos and all these other things and I ain't I'm, it's going to sound funny but I, I'm dead dead ass serious it's just to keep her ass off the pole mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> real talk Oh God. She is she's a smart girl, but she likes she likes to do like she'll see, you know, she'll see all the videos that she's seen on TikTok and stuff and, and um and YouTube and she trying to emulate what them kids are doing or the, the girls are doing on YouTube. And I got a problem with you coming out the out the bedroom with this little half shirt and these little booty shorts. Take your ass <laughs> It's just me. Nah, nigga, take your ass in the house. I mean, in the room. <laughs> That's just the type of girl right. she is. So again, I feel sorry for y'all because y'all just starting out. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, boo. So, um, so one thing, I mean, both of y'all talked about just finding time and not having time. I would I would definitely say to both of you all that that is going to be the most important piece to your sanity. Um, in addition to drinking coffee, um, and if you, like, like Vivian says, you need to go smoke a jack or something. I, I'm not a smoker, but I feel like after this quarantine, I might. <laughs> my mind is at this point I'm about liable to do everything at this point just to keep my sanity but it, it, it definitely and like I said we G and I both have it's, it's two parent households um, but it's always the mommy 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 like and it's not it's no shade to the husbands whatsoever and it's not you know, my husband looks at everything as it's 50-50. I don't see it that way. It's never 50-50. You know, one minute is 60-40, the next minute is 70-30, and that can be on any side. But it's important to take your, like, just take your, your time if you can. And and I don't, I can't speak from, you know, the single parents in life, but, you know, like Vivian said, she has her sisters or whomever might come over yeah you go get the food and take your time like drive real slow 
Like go right. Go the long way. Right, go the long way. Matter of fact, like drive to VA and be and then come back and be like, damn sister, McDonald's by my house. <laughs> the line was a little long, right? You know, come up with anything you can, but you need that time. Um and even for you, she to like and and you got you know, mine's there or whatever. When you got when you go to the grocery store, go to the one out in like way out in Virginia, like Arlington, right? And just be like, look, I had to go to that one because they ain't had no meat except the one by the house. Okay. Now she gonna get she gonna be mad, but she is gonna get over it. I'm telling yeah. you, she will be okay. Cause at the end of the day, she they don't want nobody else watching. So mm-hmm. you gotta do what you gotta do. And I'm telling you, I use because I don't go anywhere like that, but I use going to my mama house as an excuse for everything. I gotta go to my mama's house because Tay Tay needed help with his work and Rashida wasn't home. And Rashida right in the house. I just lied. I'm making up lies. But it's just that it's like at some point you get so bombarded with just life, like your life, your stuff that you have to do work. If you're in school, you know, then the kids got school. And then you got to think about just the, all of those other little things that add up to the big things oh shoot the baby needs milk the baby needs clothes the baby mm. needs shoes oh i gotta bathe the baby oh shit i didn't bathe what about me you know right. Stuff like that. <laughs> so all of that stuff starts to you know it's it does take a toll on you and some people like i said people that don't have kids don't understand that logic they don't get it it's like what you mean you ain't shy why your hand comb what the fuck you mean why my hand comb do you see right. my hand that's why my hand comb my hair is not, and that's that's why we're not on the video, because I look like I'm missing something. I don't think I brushed my hair good this morning, but <laughs> I'm over here looking like the rabbit off of um, Pet. That's what the fuck I'm over here looking like right about there. I look a hot mess. It's so but silly. It is important okay, okay. Like, that moms take their time for, for themselves. And I mean, we do our girls, we do our girls' nights, days, whatever we want to call it, once a month. Vivian, we do it. We still, we do it. And I know we supposed to be quarantined. Yeah. We'll be all right. We've been together once a month. Well, we, we haven't done, we haven't we done, haven't it, done it. Yeah, we haven't done it March, April. Did we do one in March? No, because no, we got all these kids' birthdays. But March. Okay, that sounds fine. Right, March, April, and of course this month we didn't do it. But I'm, I mean, Agent Orange out here taking pills. He's saying, all right, we'll probably be all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, I need one. Yeah. But just like my child said yesterday, why you drink wine? Because y'all. Everybody has the everybody has that thing. See, y'all, y'all smoke, she drinks wine or coffee. I drink some wine. I drink I drink wine and I get ice cream. That's my thing. And I ain't had no coffee today. I can tell y'all. That is another important thing. Whatever it is that keeps you sane, to hell with people judging you. I can care less people and they and y'all would know because y'all know me. I don't care about nobody judging me. I judge myself anyway. And at the end of the day, I'm going out of this world by myself, butt ass naked. So I can feel that. I came in naked. Don't dress me up. Oh, what? 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 for me like coffee is and i've never i wasn't a coffee drinker before i had kids but now like like today gina came over and i'm like I, i'm so off because i have not had any coffee today and it's almost like in my mind it feels like a rainy day a rainy sunday like it's dreary everything me, yes. we woke up at ten thirty this morning. We ain't finished classwork, Mackenzie's classwork, to two thirty, and she in kindergarten. This should not have taken us that long. That's your shit. Okay. Yeah, because that's going to be complicated not, now, from what I heard. Man, but whatever it is that keeps you sane, that's that's what keeps you sane. Like, don't worry about oh, well, let me not be out here. Let me not smoke a J because somebody's gonna be like, oh, she a mother and she's smoking a J. Fuck you. Kiss my ass. Right. Okay. <laughs> you had these kids, you'll be smoking one too. How about it? 
<laughs> it right. kept me saying it kept me safe for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean i'm serious it's just like because we get so we get so caught up in the social media hype and what somebody gonna feel what somebody gonna say at the end of the day you're not paying my bills at the right. end of the day you're not running my household so if you don't want to come over here and keep these kids and you shut your goddamn mouth Otherwise, I'ma smile and take this selfie, and you just like mm-hmm. it. Like that's it. It's nothing else. Exactly. <laughs> I care. Right. Send me the I care emoji, <laughs> and I'ma scroll. <laughs> but yeah, it, that's that's just what it is. So, what do you um for the both of you? I'm pretty sure you guys have a social media following of people. So, if you had somebody that you know that's expecting or to a, another ex- expected mother like what advice would you guys give them like our kids are a little older so our advice would be a little different but coming from that newborn life like knowing what you know now versus what you didn't know before y'all push uh ray bay and jelly bean out like what advice would you give them? <laughs> don't do it <laughs> well, I'm, I'm speaking for those that's not pregnant. Don't do it. Swallow all them pills. Y'all that's in quarantine, those of you that's in quarantine, you better wrap it up. I'm trying to Please wrap it, it up. Please. Wrap, wrap that shit up like wrap snacks. <laughs> Gina over here talking about something. I, I, she said, Swallow the pills. I heard something totally different. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. No, that, that, that just goes in the toilet. That's in the toilet. Okay. Stay on your birth control. Now, I would definitely say uh, for them to just like, uh, they have to tell themselves repeatedly, like, be patient because it's something new that pops up every day with a newborn. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely not just feed, burp, change, and keep it moving. Like, it's a lot. Like, today I'm dealing with my baby's diaper rash. The first time she'd had diaper rash in her life, I didn't know what the hell was going on. The second day she was out the hospital, she almost had a fever. So it was like stuff like that, it just scared the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like remain calm and remember most things are fixable with infants. You know, it's most things are just growing pains, you know? So um, once again, like I said, I cried every day when I was out the hospital with her. So I probably was crying all the way up to like the beginning of this week, every day, about something different. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to cry. You know, um, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. want to let people know it's okay to cry. Cry and be careful who you tell certain things to because some people will support you and, you know, they'll hit you with the, hey, girl, you good. You're a good mother. You still learning. And then some people are going to hit you with the, oh, well, you're the mother. You just got to take it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like watch for who you get certain advice from. Watch for who you ask certain questions to. You know, because not everybody is um, sensitive towards you being new to certain things. I mean, you could have five kids. I mean, every kid is different, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like just being careful of who you, just being careful of things like that. I would just say that when it comes to you and your baby, just like Vershawn said, take take breaks. Take frequent breaks as much as you can. I drink my wine in the bathroom. You know, it's like as soon as I get to sipping my wine, she start crying. I already know she's going to cry. It's just like she knows I'm doing something to get away from her. But it's just about <laughs> learning that. <laughs> learning those cues and just saying, okay, it's okay for her to cry for a little bit. She's dry. She's changed. She's good. Um, but that's that's my main thing. I don't know. I'm on birth control for the next three years. I got the next one on. So I know I'm not having no kids right now. I, um, okay. I don't know if I ever want another child. Only because I'm 30, I'll be high risk. I need to be careful, you know, but mm-hmm. um, that's the most I would say. What about you, Sheeta? Um, For me, I would just say um, be patient uh, because for one, the baby is also, you know, trying to get familiar with their new surroundings and being detached from mommy's wound and your smell and your scent. Um, also, like Vivian said, I would say to cry. It's okay to cry. It's healing. It will help you heal, whether you got to do it in privacy or out in the opening. It's okay to cry. Um, yeah, I do what you do to get through the day. Like you said, whether you smoke, you drink, do both. 
<laughs> bump with anybody else got to say take time for yourself um that's most important i would say to take time out for yourself because if you don't take care of yourself you don't have any strength you can't do anything for your baby i'm learning that myself i'm trying to get sleep when she gets sleep because middle of the night i'm about ready to like look somebody toss mm-hmm. me off the balcony <laughs> yes please <laughs> but um yeah that's that's it for me just take time for yourself be patient with the, your baby and um cry if you have to yeah cool so the last question i have and i guess we can all kind of just go around and tell why why this like where did we come up with these names from? So like for me, my my oldest is Mackenzie. And we we fought back and forth with what name we wanted for her. And one day we was um at my in-laws when they lived in North Carolina. And I don't know where he got it from. I don't know. He might have saw somebody on the on Twitter or something, because he only on Twitter. But he just sat up in the bed and was like, Mackenzie. Like who the fuck is that? Like who the fuck do you know name McKenzie? Now I'm getting all you know I'm real pregnant. I'm like who the fuck? What you mean McKenzie? Where did that name from? Who you know? that name from? Because you don't know nobody like that, and yeah, that that name ain't in your phone. <laughs> who is that? And he's like, no, I just thought of the name. And I think that, that, that. And of course, he wanted to spell it with all these letters. I'm like, no, I'm real simple. Let's just keep it simple so she can know how to spell her name. And she's not that child. That and can't, the teacher can't. Well, the teacher still can't spell her name. Oh, that's another day. <laughs> and then, of course, y'all know with Morgan, I, didn't, I put out about 20 polls of different names. Like, what y'all think? This name, that name, this name, that name. And eventually, I wanted to just, I wanted her name to be Olivia. And then I wanted it to be something else. I don't know. We went through a whole lot of names and we settled on one more again. Um, her, her, their middle names are different. But the biggest thing for for the names with me was keeping the. I wanted to keep the M's for his his parents. All of their grandkids' names start with M, so I wanted to keep that going. Um, and it, as a tradition, but the tradition is over for us because I'm not having more kids. So unless his brother's having some continue but this is shut down the store is closed um and yeah that was that was our, our name and, oh and of course the middle names one has his middle name i wanted the other to have my middle name but she ended up with two middle names because i wasn't giving up so it's <laughs> olivia ray yeah we just she, she, she's she's a little country much, but it's our i'm not going She's a little country with her little, her little, uh, Yeah, I like Olivia Ray. That's cute. Oh, yeah. I just gave y'all all my kids. Now, all I need to do is put their social. Somebody has sold them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, mine, uh, my son is Leonard. He's a junior. And I did not, I did not, and his father did not want to name him Junior. But um, nobody liked Grayson. So, in my mind, I'm going to find somebody else. I'm going to find a kid. And I'm going to name that kid Grayson. It's going to be them twins, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, look, look, both of y'all shut the hell up. Um, but yeah, I wanted to name him Grayson, um, but nobody liked it. So I stuck with just naming him Lenar. But of course, my husband was hell-bent. No, I want him. But um, my my husband's dad passed away when, when I was five months pregnant. And at that point in time, he was kind of like, Oh, okay, we can go with that because my husband's name is a combination of my father-in-law's first name and my father-in-law's um, middle name. So that's how he came up with Leonard. Gabrielle, I was just, I, I'm, I wanted her to have my initials. So she has Gabrielle Kylie because my name is Gina Kathleen. I almost forgot my damn name. So my initials and with the exception of my um my maiden name and then my husband and my son have the same initials. That's nice. So what about Charles? You wanna go ahead, Vivian? Uh I'll go. Um well when I was younger, well of course my mother didn't have a middle name, so all of our middle names begin with A. Her name was Angela. So she's Angela. My older sister's middle name is Alexis. Mine's is Angel Marie. You got 
Keisha's middle name is Ariel. Cherie's middle name is Elise. So I already knew I wanted her to have like an A name um, to rhyme with Angela and my middle name, Angel. Um, and when I was younger, they used to actually call me Angelica. That was my little nickname. My aunt would call me that. So I've always liked that name. Plus, it's like, I know she's the bully in the Rugrats, but... I was going to say it's Rugrats. <laughs> I was going to say it is one of my favorite cartoons. I did grow up off of it. And, you know, Angelica, that's my boo. You know what I'm saying? So um, I decided to, you know, name her Angelica. It was something different. I hadn't really ran into any other Angelicas. And I already knew I wanted her nickname to be Jelly. I already knew that from the beginning. Um, and her middle name is Ivy Rose. So it was supposed to be incorporation of my middle name with Rose and then the dad's last name and then you know things happen with him to where well COVID really played a part in it too because if you weren't there in the delivery room you couldn't sign the birth certificate whoever's there with you you know what I'm saying well your name has to be last so she ended up having to take my last name because my sister was there with me so oh. it was supposed to be Ivy Rose Brooks but it ended up having to be Ivy Rose Ivy so she still has my last name, and I still decided to keep Ivy Rose. It was just going to, I was going to knock Ivy off and just do Angelica Rose. But I love Ivy Rose. I love that name. So that's how we ended up sticking with Angelica Ivy Rose. That's her. Aww. That's your mama. So go ahead, Rashi, to tell your version oh, of, of Ray. We ahead. have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's nothing uh, special or spectacular. Um, I was looking to name her uh, with uh, initials like her brother. My son' name is Delonte Antonio. He has his dad's first and middle name, but he has my last name. Um, I didn't want a junior, and we are not married, so he also wasn't getting a junior because of that. But... Um, Last minute, I couldn't think of nothing. And after I had him, I said, you know what? I would just go with Delonte and Antonio Cooper because I couldn't think of anything. Um, we beefed for a while over it, but he got over it. Um, for, like I said, Rhea, I wanted her name to be um, start with a D like her brother. So Auntie Ray Ray, <laughs> I know you hate that name. <laughs> Auntie Ray Ray thought of the name Denver. And I actually was in love with the name Denver Rain, Den Denver Rain, um, for quite a while in the beginning of my pregnancy. But then I came across the name Raya while I was on um, uh, Google searching names and their meanings. I came across Raya, and the, the meaning of Raya is blessed by the Supreme, which is God. So I started, you know, like kept repeating it to myself and um I started sharing the name with family and my son actually liked the name he started calling her Raya while she was in my womb so it stuck with me and so I decided I said okay well she'll have my initials so her that's how I came about Raya Sarai because my middle name I won't say but it starts with the S. It's just it's just Sheeta. Yeah. There ain't no Sheeta. So she has initials like me, R S and of course she has my last name because again we are not married and he, he kinda questioned me about that in the hospital, uh whether she was gonna have his last name, which was Martin. But I shot that down real quick. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing all the work and carrying her and everything and him. Um, they're going to have something in mind, which I chose their last name. Mm -hmm. They're mine, so they're going to have my last name. Right. So that's how I came up with Raya. Well, my version of Raya is she just wanted to be named after Auntie. <laughs> yeah, so it's like. <laughs> well, y'all, our time is winding down. So I want to thank you both for just putting everything out there for everyone to hear. Um, definitely. It is definitely um, stressful, depressing, any and everything you could think of. At the same time, rewarding and loving to be a mom and so definitely um congratulations to both of you on thank you. both thank of you. your newbies and i'm sure that you both will be amazing moms um and maybe y'all can write a book for moms to be um at some point and tell them what they really should know 
um, about being a mom. So um, for everyone, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Realities, and that's R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. Um, you can also download this podcast on all of your podcast streams. Um, anywhere you get your music, you can get your podcast. So Google Music, Amazon, um, iTunes, Apple, all of that good stuff. Um, and again, just thank you, ladies. If y'all want to um, share your IGs, your IG, I know um, she does is Rose up, share your IG real quick so that they can follow. Uh, Ivy Pink, I V E Y P I N K. All right, and Sheeta, what's yours? Um, Rose up, R H O S E underscore U P. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you share um, this podcast with your friends, your friends' friends, and your friends' friends' friends. And tune in to next week with G and I as we um, have more fun with more people. Yep. Bye. Sexy little cool, little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth.